So three days before the conditions are due, we get the call saying, we think that the property is heritage. So I'm sitting there going, uh, okay, so why is this on the 57th day of 60 days of conditions that you're telling me this? And why, why didn't you know this? Like, why wasn't this like the first thing? You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello, we are back. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, where we bring you the latest insights and trends in the local real estate market. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or simply curious about the state of the housing market in the nation's capital, this podcast is for you. Our experts guests, our expert guests will provide valuable information on topics such as buying and selling property, investing in real estate, home renovation and design, and much more. We'll mm. also discuss current events and news affecting the Ottawa real estate market and answer listener questions to help you make informed decisions. Join us as we explore the dynamic and ever-changing world of real estate in Ottawa and provide you with the knowledge and resources you need to succeed. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast has got you covered. That is, uh, that is, that's a, that's a long, that's a long intro. How are you guys doing? The uh, the home design and renovations part or whatever. Yeah. Funny. We never do that. Maybe we should no. work on that a bit, eh? That's, yeah, a that's true. All the Would, does anyone care about that? Should we do? Listeners, listen to me. Would you like more content on home renovations and design? Let us know. I bet you people do. I, I think it's kind of uh, synonymous with real estate. We just never touch on it. I mean, we talk on the purchase plus and renos and, you know, projects and things like that, but never really get into the nitty gritty of how to actually do it or what steps there are to take. Almost or, you know, like a different show. Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's like, almost like a, a different, different show. show or a different part of the show, right? Like we've talked about before. So just for fun, I did have uh, ChatGPT, which writes all of our intros for anyone who's new oh. to the show. Uh, I had them, I asked, I asked them to write a short biography uh, for Greg Campbell, realtor in Ottawa. And this was the response. I'll read it quickly for you guys. <laughs> Greg Campbell's an experienced and highly respected real estate agent based in Ottawa, Canada. With over 15 years of experience in the industry, Greg has developed a reputation for, for, for providing exceptional service and delivering outstanding results for his clients. Born and raised in Ottawa, Greg has a deep understanding of the local real estate market and has helped countless individuals and families find their dream home in the city. He's known for his keen attention to detail, his exceptional <laughs> negotiation skills, and his ability to create custom-tailored solutions that meet the unique needs of his clients. Greg is a graduate of the University of Ottawa, where he earned a degree in business administration. <laughs> he also holds a number of professional designations, including the accredited buyer's representative and the certified negotiation expert. In his free time, Greg enjoys playing golf, hiking, and spending time with his family. He's an active member of the auto community and is dedicated to giving back through his involvement in local charities and nonprofit organizations. So that's, so a lot of that is total bullshit. <laughs> Anything that doesn't relate to my real estate, to the university? Yeah. <laughs> no? <Never. laughs> you don't have a business administration degree? Dude, that's really funny, man. Yeah. And, and golfing and hiking. Yeah. That's what okay. I've always known you for, your golf game. Yeah. yeah, yeah always your golf game. <laughs> always. <laughs> Strong golfer. Yeah. The guy who doesn't golf. Uh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the first section of that. Yeah, it started off strong. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, yeah. and then definitely and then started uh, plateauing. That's funny. I wonder why it went that way. But uh, anyways. How, um, how was the weekend, gentlemen? How, uh, how is everything going? Beautiful day. It was a beautiful couple days, actually. 
in the nation's capital. Yeah, Dave, you, you start because I got a I got a whopper for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get into I'll let you get into it. I great weekend, good weather. I was at the Jays home opener last Tuesday right after we right. recorded. It was fantastic. They won. No, uh, that, that's it for me. Greg, let's hear the stories. <laughs> I uh, so everyone, everyone I think by now has heard of Twenty Three and Me. So I had my DNA tested a couple of years ago just to get some history on my background, and and uh, a few months ago, voila, half brother shows up, half brother. So we lined it all up. Turns out that it was completely real, and that my dad had a boy when he would have been like in his early twenties. Had no idea about it. Uh, ironically, they live only two hours away, just outside of Kingston and Napanee. So we all rolled down this weekend and met everyone for the first time ever. And it was mind blowing. Everyone was so chill, like couldn't ask for a better family to kind of be like, well, we're blood. Let's hope this works. But it was like incredible. Everyone was so cool. They were like family. Hey. They were like, family. yeah, we had a, we had a great time. And um, anyways, it was awesome. So I have a half brother looks, looks a lot more like my dad um, for obvious reasons. Maybe we'll, we'll put up a picture another time, but, um, and he's got a son. So I have a 40 year old nephew basically, which is, wow. and uh, cause he's much, he's 12 years older than me. No, 13 years older than me, my brother. And then uh, he has he has a couple of granddaughters, so now they're my, my would be my dad's great granddaughters. Anyways, wild story. That's what I did. That's what we did on the weekend in Kingston. It was amazing. Wow. Was it so? Did you go down for a uh, an afternoon? Were you there for an no? Entire we went day? down. Like we weekend? went down Friday morning. Like we spent uh, Friday all day, Saturday all day. Came back yesterday morning. Wild. Yeah. And what is your? Was your dad with you? Does he, is he aware of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we okay. went down. And, uh, <laughs> I was assuming you and dad, the girls, but that makes more sense, yeah. Yeah, and you know, my dad's, uh, you know, uh, he's uh, he's 85 now, so he's he's losing a little bit of his memory. So it was a bit challenging at times. But overall, like, you know, he knew what was happening, and he was great and in really good spirits and, you know, cracking jokes. So it was pretty, uh, it was wild. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Movie shit, basically. <clears throat> yeah. You Twenty Three and Me is going to create a lot of new, uh, a lot of new arms and fam- a lot of new branches. I think, I think so. from mm-hmm. in families. Yeah, yeah. We just can't believe how close it was, and that everyone was so great. You know, so it's uh, we will definitely be seeing more of them for sure. That's awesome, Paul. Did you uh, meet any half brothers this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I did though. I did go to the Six One Three Flea at uh, Lansdowne. Oh, yeah. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. I was uh, showing off my uh, my um, mm-hmm. Northern Lights mug here, handcrafted, uh, delicious coffee in it. Should we get into real estate, gentlemen? Yeah, possible, probably. <laughs> now let's end the show. People are going to be furious. Um, so, what do you want to do? Should we start with the question from last week? I know Dave, you had yeah. an article you wanted to touch on. Greg, think- you had some stories. Got a lot to cover. Yeah, it's all about stories. The last little bit because we've been pretty active. So, you guys. Go ahead and start with uh, that. I'll I'll start with the uh, the question, the latest question on uh, on last episode. Uh, TD appears to be undercutting everyone else right now by fifteen to twenty basis points, and Scotiabank appears to have cut off the tap on new mortgages. Have they issued statements regarding their risk profiles, and is there a historical comparison to which widely differing strategies uh, taken by any of the f- big five? Um, so I'll start with that because there is a another follow up question, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Bang on TD is 
certainly well below everyone else. Um, they are very aggressive right now in uh, their mortgage origination. Uh, and Scotia has cut them has cut off the taps. They cut off the taps around November of last year. Um, this is primarily due to the fact that uh, they did not have enough deposits uh, to keep up with uh, their requirements for from a leverage perspective. As well, starting this year, uh, there were changes by Offsee uh, allowing or, or reducing the amount of leverage that banks have from deposits to how much they can lend out. Uh, which drastically impacted uh, all the banks and what capital they need to keep on hand. Scotia did not have enough deposits coming in, so they needed to pull themselves out of the market. Uh, they've been pricing themselves a percent and sometimes more higher than any of the others, uh, and they're just not trying to even really be aggressive on renewals or anything like that. And if somebody falls into their box of you know needing to go with them because of the great some of the great programs they do have um you know they're happy to take them on but really they're just trying to uh drive up deposits because of that uh that leverage requirement by offsi yeah sasha might be an insider hey yeah a lot yeah. of knowledge coming out of that uh question <laughs> yeah no for sure um and then the next one uh and and to that scotia will be back in the market at some point but uh not anytime soon they're, I think they're like the number one this year they're the number one lender also in the broker channel, or at least they were. Um, mm -hmm. I think last, is it last year or two years ago? I remember hearing a stat. It was like 65 to 70% of Scotiabank's mortgage origination was from the broker channel. Mm -hmm. really? um, yeah. And, and in the broker channel, I want to say it was like 30% of mortgages were going to Scotiabank. It was like a very high number. Mm -hmm. Like there, There's a large amount of uh, files going to Scotiabank through the broker channel. Yeah. Is yeah, they... still like the top mortgage lender in canada uh so hearing that years ago rbc and uh, so i mean rbc and td are always neck and neck right now and they've kind of been jostling for position of biggest bank um as far as the top mortgage originator i'm not sure of those three rbc td scotia who it is uh, looks like rbc I, I just Googled it, so okay. I don't know if this is accurate, but it says RBC mortgages make up 27% of Canada's 992 billion mortgage market. There you go. Okay. Um, Pretty big share. Yeah, great, uh, great question um, from, uh, from Sasha. So, I mean, really the different strategies for each of them, for the big five, is really just a matter of, uh, you know, where bonds are at, where they're at for their overall risk of their entire portfolio, where changes are coming from uh, OSFI and, uh, and and really kind of just having to plan accordingly, because uh, there are a number of things in the background that that impact, um, you know, what banks can do. Uh, if they, you know, Scotia does a lot of uninsured mortgage lending, meaning they have to lend. There was changes a number of years ago where if you want to lend conventionally, uh, you have to lend from your balance sheet. Um, you can't sell that off or package it together as a mortgage-backed security. And so they have a lot of conventional business. So they're having to use their own funds, if you will, and not sell it off. So this impacts, again, if they don't have enough deposits, this impacts them. Others that are uh, doing a lot of insured mortgages are able to back-end insure it, and that's different. Uh, and that's also why there's a difference in uh, in rates between conventional and insured as well. Um, so yeah, yeah every, think, every single one is different. Between I think banks. we went over that maybe a year ago on the show, but just talking about like clients all the time, 
asking, you know, what's your best rate? What, what, what can I get? Just a, just a ballpark of rates. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like a, near impossible. Like we can say, oh, well, you know, rates are as low as whatever percent and they go up to 15%. But when we have, you know, over 30 different lenders and each one of those lenders has, you know, 15 to 30 different rates, depending on type of product and, you know, is it a rental? Is it, uh, is it a renewal? Is it a purchase, et cetera, et cetera. Like there's, you know, let's say 15 to 30 different rates from each of those lenders. So we're starting with a, you know, 900 different rates or a thousand different rates. And we have to kind of narrow that scope down based on that specific file. So giving a quote is actually much harder than it sounds. Unless someone says, you know, we have two government employees, we're buying our primary home, we're putting 5% down. Like if it's, if they can narrow the, if they give us the specifics and we can be very accurate in, in a, in a quote, um, but when someone is just, you know, coming for a pre-approval and aren't sure what they're buying, where they're buying, um, who they're buying with sometimes. How much uh, they're putting down. How much they're putting down. Yeah, there's there's a lot of variables in there. So mm-hmm. yeah, not no, to be confused uh, with variable rates. Great question. And then the other is uh, mortgage renewals. CIBC and some other borrowers appear to be allowing negative amortization on the variable rate mortgages. Have you personally seen any of these? And what do those discussions look like with your clients? Uh, so I don't know if you've chatted with any of your clients, Paul, but uh, I've heard from a number of uh, a number of people that have uh, variable rate mortgages with you know TD, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, where they have what they've been doing instead of uh, so f- for those that have hit the trigger rate, meaning that there's more going to that that there's no more going to principal and only to interest, and that the interest portion is is actually exceeding what their payment is on a monthly basis. Uh, they are doing allowing that negative amortization if there's equity uh, available or amortization available on that property. So let's say they have 20 years remaining on their on their mortgage, they are allowing that uh, interest to compound and go reverse, meaning that it's mm. adding to the amortization as opposed to chipping away at it instead of forcing the borrower to make a lump sum payment. Uh, or to increase their payments, so they're work. They are working with borrowers um, so that they aren't having to, you know, jack up their payments or anything like that. So I've 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 seen it um, on on a few different clients and and even a couple of friends that uh, that have that happening right now, where they've decided not to change that, uh, particularly on rentals that they have, where they have that uh, amortization available that they're you know what that's fine. We'll let it go in the you know a negative amortization for now because it's. You know they're not wanting to lock. They're still not wanting to lock into a uh, to a fixed rate um, mortgage. I actually and, had someone this week. It was a first client in probably close to a month, realistically, that wanted to go variable. Like obviously, we always talk about every option, but they were like, "No, we understand." You know, it's five point eight was the rate they were getting, so prime minus point nine. And they were like, "Yeah, no, we're fully aware. We know we can get a fixed rate for lower." He's like, "But I'm confident." Like he's like. Wherever the wherever the banks are trying to steer you, he's like, I go the complete opposite way. He's like, because I know they're not looking out for what's best for me. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty accurate, uh, pretty accurate statement. He's like, they want to push me into a three year fix. I'm going five year variable. I'm like, all right, dude, oh, I can I can justify whatever choice you want to make. I'll, like, I talked to somebody the other day about the same thing. One of our clients, he uh, his payments are have increased by a thousand dollars a month. And I, I asked him, I said, are you going to lock in? He's like, no, no. He's like, I have complete faith in the variable rates coming back down below what they were. And I was like, so, all right. So I'll say I have a Scotia mortgage um, payment. I'm on variable 
payments fluctuate. So an adjustable rate mortgage, they they increase and decrease according to Prime. Mine are up 70% from when I uh, originally- 70. Got. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's it's, there too. It's um, so- yeah, I mean, really, it's you no. Know, there is for those of you that do have adjustable rate mortgages. So these are mortgages where the payments adjust as uh, Bank Prime goes up or down. Uh, you do have, you know, they've seen that increase of seventy percent on their payments. Um, they have that option to convert and lock into a fixed rate, which is at a, lo- a lesser rate. I'd say for those of you that are feeling the pinch. Definitely have that discussion. Look at what options are available. You're not, you don't also have to lock in necessarily with your existing bank. You're on a variable rate mortgage. You can break for 30 for three months, uh, equivalent of three months interest penalty. So mm-hmm. you could look at what your current bank is offering for that fixed or what others are offering out on the market. Um, and you might be able to, you know, might make sense to even pay that penalty because there might be a better rate option available. Let's say you're with Scotia and their fixed rates are still terrible. Um, you could still look at, other lenders to transfer to, and it would cost you only equivalent of three months interest. So if you are one of those people on an adjustable rate mortgage um, and you are feeling that pinch because of that increase, that huge increase in your payments that are ongoing and you know, uh, still not sure when the Bank of Canada will start lowering prime, uh, certainly have those discussions with, uh, with your uh, mortgage professional. With us, with David or I. No, but really... I would say reach out because we can actually do the calculation based on, okay, here's three months interest. Here's how much time you have left in your term. Here's a rate you can get. Doesn't make sense. Like it's, it is pretty black and white. It's, you know, the, the numbers and the, the truth is in the numbers. Um, so it's, it's pretty black and white when we do those calculations. Doesn't make sense. And a lot of people, almost everyone I've talked to who is on a variable, they ask me about locking in and it, it just hasn't made sense. It's like you're going to lock in for five years now at four and a half. Like it's a, you're, it's a gamble either way. Like you're, you're locking in for security, but you may end up way behind in five years from now. I think the biggest is just looking at your own personal budget. Mm -hmm. If what, if where you're at for payments is really tight uh, or underwater and there's the ability that you can lock in to a rate that is going to help your budget, um, you know, look at that uh, first and foremost, you're not getting too far behind the, uh, too far behind the eight ball and then become, you know, one of those statistics that we were talking about the other week of, uh, of delinquencies and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, I don't think we've even touched on this, but bank of Canada held the overnight rate last week. Mm. I think that was after the uh, show last week on Wednesday. So that's, I think Greg, you probably saw, I would imagine with the nice weather, the rates holding um, the market picked up, I'm assuming over the last six days I had, a flood of it felt like a flood of uh people shopping that actually like got accepted offers last week like it seemed like it really picked up after that announcement it did uh there was a lot that happened over the weekend it was interesting because it kind of went both ways there was a lot that happened but i think more would have happened if the weather wasn't so nice Mm. Because I think yeah. some people just kind of took the weekend off. As soon as it hits 23 degrees, people just decide, let's go let's go to the beach house instead of out to look yeah. at home. So there was a lot of that, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of business had over the last little bit. Can, can I, is that a segue into my stories here? Or do we have more to do? I mean, 
it's not a segue, uh, Dave segue, but it yeah, was, uh, Dave segue. Good, uh, good enough. I, I not feel a segue, like it Dave. might be a segue. <laughs> Mister, <laughs> Mr. Snatcher Pet Claws over here. Yeah, there, there oh, was so, so many, so many nicknames coming up for Greg last week. So the Pet Claws is is was a was an amazing thing. So I've I've distributed it now to four agents. Um, I think there's one more that messaged me yesterday asking if they could have it. Um, yeah, pretty cool. So we'll see if they actually use it or not. It's a different thing, but uh, they had it. If you want that pet clause? Let me know. Um, I got a, I got a couple a couple interesting stories. So I want to. This is for agents. Very uh, interesting scenario happened to me, and it's something that came up that I will never do again. Nor will the agent that is the buyer representing the buyer on this. She'll never do that again. Nor will the buyer ever do this again. Uh, who buys them what they're at the developer level, builder developer level. So I have a property. Um, we were curious if it was heritage or not to see what, how the, the land could be developed, you know, if it was a teardown or if they had to keep the house or, you know, part of the house or what it was. So if you look in the general registry, it says it's not. Okay. So we're like, well, it's not heritage and nope. So no problem. So we do the deal. This is a little while ago. They do the same check, say it says that it's not. Now we had a, an abnormal condition on this, which was a 60 day due diligence clause to confirm that they could do the work that they needed to do on the property. We agreed to it. At the time the market was, was quiet, it was, it was a few months ago um, and we really wanted to let the property go. You know, there was some kind of trust in the fact that the buyers do this a lot. Um, that was put. And then, you know, we said, you know what, let's just do it. Uh, we did the deal. And then it was like 60 days condition closing with 30 days after that's done. So 60 days due diligence condition. That's, you know, kind of unheard of in most regular circumstances. But because of the way that we structured it, it was like, okay, we'll, we'll go for it. So now 60 days, that's a long time to get your act together to figure out if this is going to work or not, right? Yeah. Zoning, uh, plans, architect, like everything. So three days before the conditions are due, we get the call saying, we think that the property is heritage. So I'm sitting there going, uh, okay, so why is this on the 57th day of 60 days of conditions that you're telling me this? And why, why didn't you know this? Like, why wasn't this like the first thing? And who told you? The, the, the agent, told, the agent okay. told me this. So they wanted an extension. So immediately being in the, in the seller, we're like, absolutely not. Like there's no chance that we're extending this condition. You've had 60 days, I think is what he's trying to say. Well, he's saying it very intently. He's, yeah. uh... <laughs> he's holding, he's holding his 60. Uh, and Greg's gone. <laughs> well, we'll find out more about that story a little later. Yeah, what a cliffhanger. Um, all right, well, Dave, you want to get into that article that you were talking about earlier? <laughs> sure. We'll let him just, you'll uh, he'll, he'll scoot on in here at some point. Um, so it was a, an article that was released yesterday, CTV, uh, just really touching on uh, an adjustment from uh, Royal Lepage uh, that they had, they've adjusted their forecast for 2023 with the uptick in um 
in in sales and in activity within the uh, within the real estate market nationally. And obviously, Royal Page is one of the largest um, real estate brokerages, and they're they believe uh, and they're forecasting an increase of four and a half percent average home price in the uh, in the fourth quarter of 2023 um, compared compared to the same quarter in 2022. So they're expecting just in that quarter alone an uptick of of four and a half uh, percent. Uh, and so they're really looking at, you know, overall, all the different markets. Uh, they said that they collected the data from 62 of the largest markets across Canada. And, uh, and that's what they're, uh, and that's what they're seeing. Um, they're also showing an aggregate price of homes in Canada has decreased 9.2% year over year in the f- first fiscal quarter of 2023. But, um, while the aggregate price of home, on a quarter over quarter basis has increased 2.8%. So they've kind of, they've adjusted. They are expecting uh, that uptick in, uh, in single family homes. Greg, are you back? You're back with us. Yeah. You left us on a cliffhanger um, there. We had to pivot. So we lost the wife here. I'm on my data now. I'm, I'm on my, uh, my data. So that was, yeah, that was too bad. Um, so you said, so the extension, the you said, you said you were not going to extend the 60 days. So no, we weren't going to extend it all. We were like, fuck that. That's, that's not happening. That's, that's enough time. So then the comment was, I'm like, I'm like, I'm explained to me, like, tell me in detail, like what happened here. So what had happened is they did the same thing. I did. They, they searched not heritage. What happened was by the time, you know, before closing lawyer, everything getting ready, title search and whatnot, it was found that it was, um, uh, heritage undesignated which we still don't know. I haven't looked into it because this was on Friday. So I'm going to do some digging on my own side today so I can understand more about how this kind of stuff that can happen. So she was, you know, they really want the property. And I'm like, well, it's not happening. I'm like, I'm like, we want a mutual release. We're done with this. We're going to go back. We're going to go on the market, you know? And then, so what they did was they ended up coming back with us. Um, we, you know, I won't get into details until it's done, but we renegotiated it. And it worked out so that we're extending it for another five days. So on next week's show, I'll let you know what what happens with this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to go through, and then I can tell you more of exactly what went on. But just a good lesson, I think, for you know, for me, for for everyone involved, where it's like, just because you go on the site and it says if it's heritage or not, doesn't really mean that it is. So I think what I'm going to start doing is if I'm involved in a in a transaction like that. I'm going to talk to um, talk to uh, a lawyer that I work with and just make sure and figure out how they can find out the truth of whether it is or not. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that, Dave, with that. like No, any, anything I've ever looked at is just like, it's just been indicated as being heritage or not. Exactly. And, and that was the thing. So this was new. So yeah. it was new and it was frustrating, but you know what? It, it happened and we got through it. So I think it's just something that um, don't assume. It's one of those don't assume kind of things because yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was just a it was frustrating for everybody heritage uh, is a scary thing when you're trying to develop it's uh you can't do anything you're you know it's basically no. uh you're stuck with basically what's there and yeah. i think it can even be just the age of like it's not even in a heritage zone or anything like that it can and be just like the age of the property yeah, it's like a property of like interest heritage, or something but it's like, like a, yeah. yeah just it's just like a house that was built in it's like a residential home. And I was going to say like 18 in the 1800s and they just like designated yeah. cause it's over a hundred years old, but which is That's crazy. Um, no. you know, my, my home was built in, I think 1901 or 1905 or something like that originally. Uh, so <laughs> the, you know, something like that, they could be like, Oh, well, 
You're it is possibly, but it that's, yeah, and exactly. that's the heritage undesignated. So I'll yeah. I'll learn more. So more on that later. Just and to get into the market a bit here. So we did another rental deal, multiple offers, another purchase, multiple offers, and one of our listings, multiple offers over the last three days. Now, again, as I say, that's not the standard in general, but those are the rental market is still very hot. The one that we that we offered on, it, there was three other offers, I believe. Uh, Luca took Luca took part in that one mm -hmm. with one of our buyers, and that was uh, in the low to mid fives. And then our listing that got multiples was in the low four hundreds. Um, so, just again, to buyers and agents out there, just be be prepared. Know what you're doing. Know what you're getting into, and just have all all your ducks in a row, as they say. And that multiple offer that uh, it was a mutual client of ours that they won. That was actually oh, yeah. the client that lost out on the one that on that house that's still sitting, right? <laughs> Correct. The multiple offer. Uh, we don't have any offers, but we have the offers. The recirculating or recycling. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's that going to be a heritage home before it sells. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was well, a good. Well, so, uh, it sounds like that might be uh, that might be the first might slide the segue? segue into the mood boost. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that one's still sitting there. Oh, I love it. Still sitting. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. I got a few today. I was I had a bunch I was gonna do, and then I looked for more, and these were way better than the ones I had. So I'm actually gonna go with uh, with some of the new ones here. Uh, I got four. So number one, uh, I told my doctor I heard a buzzing but he just said it's a bug going around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, when are holes beautiful? When they're gorgeous. When they're gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, delivery wasn't there. Gorgeous. You, miss, you, you missed the... the <laughs> When's they're gorgeous? Uh, number two. Number three. Uh, have you heard the story of the magic sandwich? Never mind. Just a bunch of baloney. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, my favorite. Number four. Why did the can crusher quit his job? Because it was so depressing. Oh, wow. So, so depressing. depressing. So depressing. Yeah. Okay. So depressing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone. For tuning in, that was a good show. We were kind of all over the place, but I I kind of liked it. It was a natural, flowing conversation. It was good. You know, even my little drop there. I'm sure whatever you guys spoke about was amazing. It was it was a good good enough filler. It was a filler. Was, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it, it was amazing. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> maybe there was. Maybe that means maybe that means Doctor Stephen will splice it. <laughs> There was another question, but we'll touch on it next week. There was just about the uh, the seemingly, um, what would you call it? Like uh, something that's about Impen to happen. Impending? No way imp Impending? Yeah. yeah. Looming. 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 Thank looming. you, Stephen. The looming uh, strike by, uh, by mm. government uh, workers. But we will touch on that next week. And by then, we'll know if it's looming or if it's on us. So uh, everyone have a great week. And we will be back next week with more from uh, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.